Welcome back for another episode of the AWG Podcast, where we discuss the biggest topics and trends in the water sport and boat tour industry. Make sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform and join our mailing list by visiting watersportpodcast.com. After you finish listening, continue the conversation in our Facebook group, Water Sport and Boat Tour Operators. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, we're going to take a quick break to talk about our sponsor for the month, the VOMAC Agency. VOMAC is a full-service digital marketing agency with a focus on tour and activity operators. They offer it all. SEO, websites, pay-per-clicks, logos, content writing. If it's online marketing, they got you covered. As we mentioned before, it's uber important to hire an agency that understands our industry. And the VOMAC Agency knows water sports. Trust me. And they do all the shit that you don't want to do. They do all the shit that you're probably not very good at and they are look for listeners of the show america herself is giving a free consult all right if nothing else give her a shout give her a call take 30 minutes out of your day more importantly take 30 minutes out of her day so she can get you straight on your marketing needs that's right what do you have to lose head to vonmacagency.com and go to the contact us page to get started again vonmacagency.com and most importantly, let them know you were sent by the AWG guys. All right, let's get back to the show. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 103 of the Awkward Water Sport Guys podcast. On today's show, we have two special guests with us, and we'll be talking about uh, the hurricane recover in South Florida. For you that don't know, that have been living in a box, there was... Two special guests. I'm not I'm not a special guest, dude. Like, am I... No, you're we got, not. We got another Kevin here, and all of a sudden here, I'm not... Oh, I'm a host. <laughs> well, you just act like yeah. I wasn't here, and it like kind of hurt my feelings, so... Oh, you're always here. Can't do the show without you. But... Anyways, for you guys that are living in a box, yes, there was a major hurricane in South Florida, Hurricane Ian, and uh, our guest Kevin Nobis and, and Stefan Kunzel, they were in the path, their businesses were in the path, uh, their homes, they, they went through a lot, and now uh, they're on the road to recovery. And we're going to talk today about their experience. We're going to talk about maybe some uh, things that they might have done differently and also how they are dealing with the recovery. So I understand the hurricane season is not for uh, four or five months, but we're going to actually promote this episode right around hurricane season when it starts back up uh, because this will be, you know, it, we'll be ready. We'll be ready for it. But anyways, I want to introduce our guest. Uh, we first have Kevin Nobis. Uh, he is the co-owner of Bonita Jet Skis in Parasail. Kevin, welcome back to the show. You're a, a return guest. Hey, thanks, Greg. Thanks, Kevin. And we also have Stefan Kunzel, who's first time guest on the show, owner of Kayak Excursions and Marina in Fort Myers. Welcome, Stefan. Thank you, guys. Glad to be here. Hey, man, let, let, I want to break the ice real quick. Like, I mean, just like mentally, emotionally, man, like, I mean, how are you guys both doing? I've had a lot of private conversations or enough private conversations with both you guys. And uh, man, you know, you guys have both been just incredibly positive right from the onset of everything. And I mean, so how uh, how are you guys both personally doing? How's your family? stuff on like are you guys uh, how, how's everything going man um it's so family wise they're actually uh, my wife and kids are up in maine for the winter um so i go up about once a month for five six days or so to visit um the sort of advantage of that is uh when i'm here in florida it's work every day all day seven days from you know seven eight a.m till after dark usually just getting stuff done and it's sort of like I can just focus on it. And then when I'm <clears throat> with them up in Maine, 
I can focus completely on them and not have any distractions. Um, but uh, overall, I mean, it's, um, you know, I kind of just, I sort of tried to stay as positive as possible um, right from the get-go. Uh, felt kind of like there wasn't really any anything to be gained from being negative about it. Of course, there's days that are, you know, tougher than others and, and uh, you know, certain things that just kind of hit you harder. But, um, you know, I think trying to keep a positive outlook on it helps not only me, but also the people around me um, kind of looking at it as a, as a fresh start, you know, reset. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's going well so far, as far as the recovery goes. Yeah, man. Yeah. We talked when you were in Vegas, we went out to, uh, we went out to, to dinner, man. And like, even then, like, and it was still, it was still real. It, I mean, not that it's not fresh now, but it was definitely fresher at that point, man. And, and, you know, you were just like, you know what I mean? You're just like all systems go, man. You know, like I knew you didn't really even have a plan of action, but you definitely had a positive outlook, man. And and I think, you know, that the mindset aspect of, of all of this is like, you know, it's incredible, dude. And, and good on you, man, because uh, that's going to be the one thing that, you know, helps you get rebuilt faster, man. So I'm really glad to hear that, uh, brother. And uh, Kevin, man, how about you, bro? I mean, you know, we talk enough, but how are you doing, man? You hanging in there or what? Oh, yeah, hanging in there. Yeah, you know, a couple dark days after the hurricane, uncertainties. Uh, I live in North Naples, so, um, you know, my kids were kind of oblivious. They had a week off of school, and, you know, it was primarily a coastal event south of Fort Myers Beach. Um, you know, a little more damage the more further north you went. So my kids were kind of oblivious. You know, they just thought it was a vacation, you know, until I drove <laughs> them down to a, the location. And they're like, whoa, what happened? <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, you know, we're doing fine. I mean, I try to take a positive outlook. You know, I called you right after and talked to Greg. And, um, you know, what helped the most was just, you know, shout out to Rachel Dickey and, and Greg and you guys for setting up the – uh, GoFundMe for a lot of these, you know, my, my employees and me personally. And, you know, that was like just that support and having you guys just a, a shoulder to cry on was huge. You know, I mean, I had my whole parasail cruise house was underwater. They lost all their vehicles. Um, our shuttle boat was in their driveway about floated off their, you know, it, it about floated off the, the trailer and, and, you know, and the owner, he was on a trip. He was in Europe at the time. They were just coming back from Europe. So he had to like, he wouldn't even home. Like, so he had to come home to this mess. And, uh, so anyway, the, the help we got from you guys was just amazing and the support and, you know, without that kind of stuff, it, it would have been tougher. So just wanted to get shout out to you guys for that. Yeah. I just want to add that. Um, yes. Well, I, so many people donated to that GoFundMe campaign and, uh, we raised, I think close to like $11,000. And so I want to also thank everyone that made sizable contributions. A lot of people in a lot of our listeners and a lot of people in our Facebook group. So yeah, thank, thanks to everybody. Hey everyone. We're going to take a quick break and talk about our sponsor for the month tour scale. TourScale offers three different franchise models designed to work alongside your existing business. They are all manufactured right here in the U.S. and include everything you need to launch your new business, including web, marketing, analytics, and data to automate your tour operations. Let's talk about the different options they offer. Trolley Pub is a 16-seat pedal-powered bike. Next is the Paddle Pub, a 26-passenger U.S. Coast Guard COI cycle boat. And lastly, the Tiki Pub, which can be built for 6, 20, or 30 passengers. 
Hit up my boy Kai at tourscale.com. That's K-A-I at tourscale.com or give him a call at 888-753-7507 and ask for Kai or hit me up in the DMs and I'll give you his personal phone number. And we can talk all about how I saw uh, actually uh, one of Kai's pedal pubs at Arrival and I thought it was super cool. And when we got into the weeds a little bit, Kai kind of explained to me the differences between their product and some of their competitors' product and why it was so important that this stuff was being sourced here locally and I, I couldn't agree more you'll also notice a lot of this stuff uh, is called pub and which is a hundred percent on brand with what I'm all about uh, getting your people out safely and a model that promotes safety by having a captain or uh, somebody driving the vehicle that you're in while you're having some drinks and I couldn't be more on board with those ideas so hit up Kai at tour scale and talk to him let him know Kevin sent you from the awkward water sports guys and, and maybe uh, he'll kick me back like a like a kickback or something which would be dope all right guys let's get back to the show yeah, man. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I was just, I was just, I'm like, I'm thinking about it, man. You know what I mean? It's just like, it, it's hard not to, you know what I mean? Put myself right in y'all's shoes, man. Like it just, you guys are explaining what you're going through, man. And it's just like, we all know it's not like if, you know, it, it's, it's when. And so, uh, you know, Kevin, Kevin and I have had a lot of discussions, um, over shit, man, over at, at least a, a year long period, um, or, or, or more, or more just about like, you know, I got sober recently, you know, you've been sober for years, but like the, the mental health game and the toll that this entire industry, it takes on you as, 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 as a person, as, like Stefan said, you know what I mean? Oh, I'm working seven days a week, 12, 14 hours a day. Like, you know, I, I think that's, I think that's one of the most difficult, most prevalent parts of this entire industry. Like I'll talk to somebody and they won't believe me when I say I work seven days a week. They're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah sure. You work seven days a week. I'm like, no, man, we, we never shut down. Like water sports goes seven days a week. Like Christmas morning is water sports. You know what I mean? Like those seasonal times when we make our money. So to see y'all go through something like this, man, to see your guys' spirits like up and triumphant and getting through and you know what I mean? Like stuffing to be a part from your family, man. Like I just, you know, you know, it's like, I would say like, oh, my heart goes out to you guys or something like that. But I mean, I'm not worried because I know you guys aren't worried because you guys are tenacious and are going to 100% come back from this and come back better. So with that said, I mean, like, what's the what's the all overall state of the area as compared to uh, back when it hit back in was it was it October that it hit September or September yeah September twenty eighth September I knew it was like right at, it was tenth inning man um so so what's it look like compared to when it made landfall would you say like one to ten as far as coming back uh, where I am I'm <clears throat> um, basically right at the northern end of Fort Myers Beach. Um, and that's one of the areas where you saw a lot of new, you know news footage right after the storm, like the you know the image of the sport fish, the the fifty five foot sport fish sitting on top of the white suburban. That boat was tied up at my marina and ended up across the street from my marina. So like NBC News had the, my whole parking lot full of their um, like satellite trucks, and uh, they kind of used that as a home base. So um, when I I was up in Maine during the storm. Um, came down right after and and uh when i got here it was just i'd seen pictures but it was i mean you you couldn't even believe it it was just like devastating heart-wrenching and and pictures just didn't do it justice at all and then um you know we like i said we've just been hustling getting 
you know, cleaning up, rebuilding as much as possible. A lot of it's just, you know, working on the docks, working, you know, little projects. Um, but I would say in this area immediately, you know, we're probably like 50% back. Um, they've had a crew here. We've got a, a big area of mangroves right across the street. A bunch of the boats from the marina ended up in there, uh, floated across and along with lunch, uh, you know, a lot of debris. And uh, they had this crew of probably like a hundred guys um, that have been in there for the past month and a half, just, you know, trudging through the mangroves, pulling everything out to the road. And then they have the debris trucks come through and pick it up. So they've literally gotten rid of all the, you know, stuff in the mangroves other than there's a couple of bigger boats left that they're going to have to either cut up or drag out or whatever. But where we are, a lot of stuff's closed in, in our immediate area, but you can drive like two miles inland from here and everything's pretty much open back to, you know, somewhat normal stores and all that stuff. So, um, you know, it's, it's the, you know, immediately along the shore, along the coastline that, that really is, is still struggling the most. Did they say that this was the costliest hurricane ever in Florida? Did I hear that? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's it's on like record. I it's, it. it's right up there, man. It's like up there with with Katrina. It's like it's one of the most devastating storms, man. Cab, big cab, bro. What? What? I mean, what's shaking? I mean, I know we've talked personally, but give me an update. If you remember, I was at the conference with you guys, and I had to split early because they, you know, I wasn't even going to come, and then they changed the forecast, so I was like, oh, I'm good. So then, you know, went to the conference for day one and then like, then they changed the, the forecast again after the first day of the conference. I'm like, oh man, I got to go. So, you know, I got down here before the storm back on the beach there, Bonita Beach, and I'm about 15 miles south of where Stefan is. And, you know, we, we fortify our, you know, I'm at a restaurant and I keep all my equipment out on the beach and I have a beach stand. So I moved all my equipment out of the way. I've got a small area in the t on the side of the restaurant with a shed and where I keep all my life jackets and paddle boards and all that stuff. We fortified the place with 5,000 sandbags. We got five dump truck loads of riprap. We created this huge breakwater um, in front of the restaurant, which we did for Charlie, Wilma, Irma, all these storms. I've gone, this is, you know, th this by far <laughs> was... A whole nother animal. I mean, we never, we talked about something like this happening, but it, um, it was, you know, our worst before was Charlie that, that did flood the restaurant, but this storm was a, where we're at 12 foot storm surge. I think it was 15 foot where Stefan is. Um, so we had, and then it, it was so slow moving that it just pounded us and pounded us for 24 hours. And we knew the restaurant was completely flooded. We had pictures. We knew the waters over the road. We had water a mile inland during the daylight. Everything was still standing fine, but it didn't stop pounding all night long. So the next morning we arrive, the place is freaking gone. I mean, that just, it looked like a bomb went off. You, I mean, the whole road, you, whole roads, three foot of sand. The emotions are just churning up. You're just like, oh my, what the? I mean, you don't even know where to start. You just see people, you know, you give them a hug and you're like, what the, what the fuck? And, um, so it's, it was scary. It was like, you know, your livelihood flashes between your eyes. You know, I've been doing this 25 years and I was like, what, you know, it, it was just crazy. So, um, as for our immediate area, you know, 
it's like Stefan said, it's all coastal. You go inland, it was like there was never a storm. You go in a couple miles, everything, the town's fine. Naples is fine. Collier County, south of us, they have their act together. They cleaned up their beaches immediately. Half of most all their stuff is up and running. I'm in Lee County. They got hit hard. So the resources are spread thin and it's a little bit slower of a, of a cleanup. So it's not fast enough for me. Um, <laughs> but, you know, my, my, my business is back open. My beach looks great. FEMA was down there. They cleaned all the sand up. Um, you know, they did, you know, there was all kinds of weird questionable things that were happening, but anyhow, I'm waiting on the, I rely a lot on the public beach parking and I'm still waiting on them to open that back up. So that's a big obstacle for me right now, but all in all things are coming along. It's, you know, people, show, I love when people show up and go, wow, it looks pretty bad down here. And I go, you should have seen it four months ago. Cause I mean, people still think it looks bad. I'm like, good Lord. I mean, you should see, you know, the day after was just, you couldn't even fathom it. So anyhow. So Kevin, I, I want to start with you. So we, we had a, a discussion yesterday to kind of go over some of the talking points today. And uh, you mentioned that um, that your connections in the industry helped you uh, significantly in the recovery process. And, you know, we talked about the, um, the GoFundMe, you know, that's, that's, you know, that's one thing, but what other things that, you know, regarding your connections, how, what else did they help with during the recovery? So you got, you know, luckily, you know, you had had him on the show what last week, uh, Botana, you know, he, his business is, you know, you know, a stone's throw from mine. He's on the back bay. I'm on the beach and shout out, shout out uh, that know, dude, man. What a, what a, what a great resource yeah. you have there, dude. Like, man, I, yeah. I, 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 I gotta yeah. say it, man. Like, Hey, thank you by the way, for putting us in contact with him, man. Like on the, on a whole other discussion that is, you know, that 606 has had so many operators just shook to have him come on this show and sort of put people's mind at ease, man. I got a, I got an email from the other day, like, you know, the AWA uh, lobbyist and she was like, Oh yeah, the glitch bills filed and this and this and that. And like, I mean, yeah, I mean, oh, you're late you. on that one, <laughs> but yo, <laughs> for real, man. Thank you, bro. I know you're dealing with so much for you to take time. Yeah. That's why I was never stressing that. that out. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Cause I, I had the insider information on that. So I was never stressed on it, but you're um, the best. yeah, I mean, so him down the street and driving past Adam's business the day of the storm, he was one of the first people I saw cause he lives across the street. His house is in the, you know, across the street from where the beach is. And he was, you know, he was underwater over there. All his boats from his boat club and rentals were just completely strewn across the whole bay and in the mangroves. I was like, you know, talk about like 70 boats. It was just unreal. And then you had to get around the cars that were in the bay and then the boats that were in the road. But anyway, back to Greg's uh, question. Yeah. So Adam, that was huge. I mean, trying to get information from, um, the county officials, I mean, you can get a lot better answers when you have a, a state rep sending an email for you to find out what's going on. That's, that's you know, priceless. And then, um, and other just business owners around town, we're working on a, you know, trying to get a shuttle van set up so we can, you know, we got spring break coming and we're still going to have a, a pretty good sized draw. I mean, people forget the hurricane. They don't know how bad it was. They haven't been here. They probably think, oh, they'll have it cleaned up in no time. So there's people showing up now going, wow, I didn't think it was this bad. And all these beaches are closed in Lee County and they got nowhere to go. So, you know, 
just business, local business owners, local restaurants that aren't open yet using their, their parking lots as, as uh, shuttle pickups um, uh, throughout the industry. I mean, you know, you don't think about it, but you, you don't really know when you're going to be up and running. So I had to call and cancel a $200,000 jet ski order I had because I knew we weren't going to be making any money anytime soon. So I had to cancel my equipment orders. Um, I had to call, you know, uh, our insurance company and say, hey, you know, we're not in business here. Can you do anything for us? I mean, they they put a 30-day pause on our policy. So that's all we got, 30 days. We, you know, we weren't open for a lot longer than that, but it is what it is. Um, you know, I had to call, luckily, you know, work with Dustin over at PPC Pros. He was awesome, you know, and that's the... That's the big thing about working with smaller guys and not these huge companies. Like if I was with Podium or somebody like that and said, hey, I had a hurricane and, you know, I can't, you know, you know, I don't really need this tech service right now. I don't know when to be up and running. They would be like, too bad you're under contract, you know. But you work with a smaller company and guy you can talk to. Like that's, I love that. Like, you know, um, and Fair Harbor, of course, you know, you're not contract with them. But they reached out. They were super nice and helped me with uh, cancellations and and things like that. And, um, but, you know, credit card processor, you know, our walk up our, our walk up business for credit card processing. I had to, you know, I forgot to cancel them for like a month. So I got charged a couple hundred bucks for just having the system set up Had to cancel that, you know, there's all these things that you got to think of. And, um, and you just, it's just kind of comes to you. Cause what, once the storm hit, it was like, you didn't even know where to begin. Like the nature of my business revolves around the restaurant you know, we're, we're, they're the landlord. We lease the property, but without them, we can't exist. They can exist without us, but we can't exist without them. Um, you know, I, I asked them for a cut of the rent. No, cause they got destroyed and I still going to pay them rent. Cause I don't want to lose the spot we're, we have a great 35 year relationship. Um, so I'm going to do anything and everything to help them. And that's what I've done. I, I mean, guys from my group, my network, I got these guys to come in and, you know, draw new plans for the restaurant. I, you know, this guy, one of my friends knows the rules about FEMA. He wrote the code uh, for Naples FEMA code 20 years ago. He knows the rules about 51% rule, uh, which is, you know, if you have 51% of your business destroyed, it costs more than 50% to rebuild, then, you know, you got to go back to code or you can't build it the way it was. So there's all these little rules that you have to know about and get educated about kev let me me ask you a quick question let me let me let me back on that so if there's like if there's one thing and and i want to pose this to both of you guys if if there's one thing that that you could do and i know there's like a hundred different things that probably you guys could do but if you had to boil down to one the biggest impact that you could have done before the storm to mitigate stress and headache what would that thing, what would that one thing be? Or two things, you know what I mean? I know there's te- there's probably a lot, but I mean, Stefan, like what are the two things you're like, man, I wish we would have done this. One thing that may or may not have helped is basically requiring all the boats at my marina to move. Um, we had, you know, the our slips were all full. And when the water came in, these boats are tied to the pilings. They're pulling the pilings right out of the ground with the docks. And so the whole dock system is just gone. Yeah. Um, and that's a big headache, you know, a lot of work replacing it, but also, um, you know, we, we've started driving pilings using an excavator, cl- you know, that are close enough to the seawall. 
we have a, uh, you know, we had a company that was kind of, you know, yeah, we're going to be there. Then they'd show up for like a day and then not show up again. It was real wishy-washy. Now we have another guy that seems real reliable that's supposed to be here next week. So we'll see what happens with that. But, um, you know, if, if we hadn't had any boats there, um, I feel like, the, you know, we might have lost the docks, but probably not the pilings. Um, and then the other thing is all of my, you know, especially with the with this marina, all of my stuff because we moved, we we sold our house right before the storm down here, and um, we're up in Maine for the summer, and and uh, all of the stuff, um, you know, some of my personal uh, belongings, but also all the business stuff was down here at the marina in our building. We had a couple of uh, storage containers, and everything just got wrecked. So moving all that stuff inland, but the thing is that it's like, how far inland do you go? And how do you know that it's not going to flood 20 miles inland? You know, like it's, this, it's almost like there's no safe place to go. You know, you, you, it could be a problem no matter where you go. Hey everyone, Greg here. As you may know by now, I'm the co-founder and CEO of TripShock, an online reseller for water sports and tours. For the past 12 years, we've had the pleasure of working with hundreds of operators across the country and we're looking to grow our community. It's free to sign up and you only pay when we bring you confirmed bookings. We'll help you reach new customers, fill empty seats, and grow your business like so many have done with us over the years. Head over to partners.tripshock.com to learn more about our program, read testimonials, or speak directly with our supply team. As always, thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Um, no, the only thing different, really, I mean, I left a little bit of equipment on the side of the building because I expected it to flood, but I didn't expect it to destroy everything. So I should have just, you know, I lost, you know, 10, 12 paddle boards and some shed full of like paperwork and shit like that. But so... Next time I just take everything out, it would have took me another hour. hundred percent. That stuff. Dude. So basically what I'm hearing is take extra precautions. More precautions. I I, I (laughs) want to chime in here, man. I I got to because I did. I I was a part of when Sunset Watersports and Key West did their first hurricane breakdown. And they had four pair of sailboats, 30 skis, two beach locations. I mean, multiple locations, party cat. Uh, double, you know, double deckers or Corinthian. Uh, I mean, dude, it never stopped. And when we, when we did that, like, cause Rich had yet to really do a hurricane breakdown for that. And I watched like a really big company in action, like how they did a hurricane breakdown. And that gave me so much insight. Like some of the guys down here, I mean, it was insane, dude. Like my buddy every year, he'll post a picture, like the whole yard, it was packed in so tight. They drove in, they drove in like hurricane, um, like hurricane rebar into the cement in the ground. So in that lot, so like, like PVC with a rebar through it, so they could strap down like anything they had to strap down straight to the ground. So I, what I learned and like, and and it was like to a much lesser extent, what y'all had was, uh, I think it was Sally we had here, but I mean, like we pulled everything and then we had i saw two of my friends or operators i saw three operators like pull their like leave their stuff in the water i'm like are you guys nuts i'm like why are it all like oh it should be fine it's only a one and i'm like okay dude like tropical storm you know loud fart you know what i mean i'm like all right roll it up guys like uh, you know we we pride ourselves on like how fast we can do a breakdown you know what i mean pulling everything out of the water strapping everything down like you know we got big winds coming in all right we want we want uh 
we want we want uh, spring lines. We want you know we want four points of contact and then two to the middle of the boat. Like I mean, like everything, like high winds. Like man, I can't echo that. When Stephanie said that, like it just made me cringe. Like the marina that we were at was like everybody. If there is a if there is a anything a tropical storm or more coming, every boat needs to get pulled out of here. We don't care what you guys do because I mean that's nuts, dude. I can't believe they allowed to to. I mean we've seen boats in South Florida. They'll they'll go. They'll like leave the entire area and take that area and move it up the coast or something like that because you know they know, but it's the private boat ownership and they're paying X amount of dollars and they think, yeah, I'm just gonna leave my boat and it's gonna be great. But yeah, man, I mean every last thing. I had one dock box that I forgot down there. It had life jackets in it and gas cans, and I came back and it was all like built up and the blew the dock box apart, obviously, and everything was scattered up and down the beach. But I mean, yeah, dude, we Kevin or stuff, and we we take our stuff. We have a shop, like we do have a shop inland that's not in, in, a, in, a, in a major flood zone. I mean, you guys are different geographical location, but yeah, if you guys are listening to this and you're asking yourself, like, what do I do for a hurricane breakdown? Pull everything, dude. I don't care if you got to put it in your front yard, dude. I, I've done that too. I put jet skis and boats in my front yard, literally on my grass. My HOA is like, what are you doing? I'm like, staying in business. That's what I'm doing. So mm. whatever you have to do, dude, I don't can put it in your neighbor's driveway if you got to. And to add to that, I do have a, a storage facility that's a couple miles inland. Yeah. Um, and I moved all of our vehicles there and stuff. They had three yeah, and a half feet of water there. Yeah. Yeah. Three and a half feet of yeah. water, so indoor yeah. storage units, all that stuff. It was all, all wrecked. So well, you, th- you think How- that you've Got out of the way, yeah. you know, and still. How feet? How high are you guys above or below seawater? I'm sorry, Greg. I just want to where, like, where, where are you guys in relation to like your geographical location? Like, I mean, where, where are you at? Like, I'm. Well, I'm, I'm. I mean, the marina is, you know, on a really high tide, the water comes up to the top of the seawall, basically. Um, and so you know, we had like 15 to 20 feet of of storm surge here. Um, so. I mean, it was above the, the you know, it was into the second floor of pretty much any building around here. Um, and, uh, you know, my, like my building completely washed away. It went across the street. It just got picked up and moved across the street. My big, you know, 20-foot steel storage container, same thing, just floated across the street. Um, so that was kind of the the thing is it's all these. And then, like, boats were going through, like, my the, the marina right next door to me. <clears throat> um, getaway Marina uh, had a two-story building, and uh, the second story got knocked off by boats going through it. So all these boats that were tied up, that were you know heading east, uh, were basically just going right through the second story and just knocked it down. Otherwise, the you know the structure might have stayed, but uh, it just got leveled. The the first story was still there; it was built stronger. But did you guys get any assistance from FEMA or? Did you participate in any like you know disaster recovery loans for your business, and how was that experience? Was it quick? Oh yeah, of course no. <laughs> um, we uh, so fee- there's really nothing from FEMA. It's uh, FEMA doesn't really. They basically just say call the SBA. Um, so I applied for the um, for the SBA loans, the disaster relief loans, um, in like I don't know the first or second week of October. And I'm still going back and forth with them because they, it's just all these little technicalities. Like, you know, you have to list all your businesses with like for kayak excursions been around for 24 years. Um, but you have to also on that application list like the marina and stuff, which I just bought last year. 
So there's no tax returns for the marina because it was brand new. Um, and then they're like, well, we need to see the tax returns. And I said, well, there aren't any. And they're like, well, but we need to see them. So it's like this, you know, it's not easy. Um, and they, you know, no matter who you talk to, they're kind of like, well, just send an email and then wait a few weeks and then check back. And so it's just this ongoing, you know, battle. What about you, Kevin? Yeah, we just did a, a minor um, SBA loan. You know, we're not property owners. We just lease. So, you know, we just told them what we lost and got a small loan to float us for a little bit. And then, um, you know, the only thing I wish we had done and which the guys who run the restaurant had was uh, disruption insurance. So, you know, I think they got a quarter million bucks or something just to, you know, float their payroll while they figured everything out. Um, and for us, you know, and our payroll is not near what there is, is, but, uh, you know, every little bit helps. And, but luckily, you know, silver lining of the COVID years was, you know, uh, we had made a lot of money in the last couple of years and, you know, we had, luckily we had that to fall back on, you know, I mean, it sucks to have to use that, those spoils, but you know, it's business. And, uh, that's what I, that's the only other thing I think I would have really done different. If it was affordable, I'd look into maybe disruption insurance does anyone have that type of insurance I, i've always was curious about it the business I option I'm, i think it would be a great yeah. I, I never it just never really occurred to me because i've never you know even after covid it was like oh you know we got interrupted for a little bit and, and but then it bounced back better than it was before and it was kind of you know it, it leveled back out real quick but um this is a much more long-term problem with the severity of in the in the amount of tropical storms and hurricanes we're getting on, a, on an annual basis it's increasing at least in the past 20 years it has been yeah. so i don't know you know i mean who knows the the, I, the likelihood of getting hit you know more than once in a year is is likely and in a course of 10 years you're probably going to get something you know so i don't know maybe it's worth it i'll have to look into it i never have i know a couple yeah. of people that have it um locally here well, and the other thing is with, you know, I've been find, kind of finding out with these insurance, I've got policies on the kayaks, on the marina, on the, you know, vehicles, trailers, and there's like 20 different policies and um, trying to get any money out of them is like pulling teeth. Every, it's, every one of them is a fight that, you know, and yeah, so it's war kind of like, well, and insurance is like, I talk to guys who have whole insurance on the boat and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, we put whole insurance on our boat. I'm like, that's why. You know what I mean? I'm like, that's that's great. But if if you're going to pull your boat, if you're going to pull that ski, like you're going to lose all the revenue that, you know what I mean, you're going to make from it. So at the end of the day, it's like, I mean, unless I have loans on this stuff, I never, I'm never, you know, fucking with commercial whole insurance, man. It's just, it's, it's so expensive, man. It's ridiculous. And then you don't use it. But look, guys, um, man, I just... uh so I want to thank both you guys for taking the time, man. I, I know how busy, incredible, incredibly busy you guys are. And I mean, for you guys to come out and like share, share your stories and share the knowledge. Uh, you know, we always talk about if, you know, to have you guys on and talk about after a storm and like what it's like to go through. Um, man, I'm just, I'm, I'm incredibly blessed to, to know both of you guys. And, you know, I'm just so happy and grateful you guys are part of our community and sharing, sharing your stories and this knowledge because I, mean, I can't imagine how incredibly hard it's been uh, for the last few months. And um, we just, we really appreciate you guys being a part of the community, man. Really. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I, I Kevin, I, I do have one more question before we end the show. Um, because we don't talk a lot about the, this, um, is how did you handle 
your staff during it? Because obviously, uh, I can see some staff leaving the area because they don't have employment. Um, but you know, what did you tell your staff after the hurricane and what, what kind of things did you do to help with retention? I personally was, that was one of my biggest concerns and biggest challenges. Um, I was actually glad you asked. Um, so right afterward, obviously everyone knew something big happened. I sent a, a mass text message out to all my guys, um, got a group text and said, Hey, you know, here's the situation. Um, restaurant destroyed, location destroyed. Going to be a long time before we start renting jet skis again. Anyone who wants to help with the recovery of the property, show up here. We'll get everybody together and, you know, we'll start, we'll start working. You know, um, if you don't want to, I understand no hard feelings and I'll get in touch with you when we start renting jet skis again. If you want your jobs back, you know, we'll have you back. I just left it at that. Um, I was down to a smaller staff because it, it's, it was the fall and, you know, it's off season. Um, so I had, you know, I have a lot of college guys and a lot of those guys showed up, you know, and we, we shoveled, we moved sandbags, we picked up rocks, we threw away debris. We, um, and I paid those guys, you know, what I'd pay them to, to do their, you know, whatever work for me. Um, but after about a month, we kind of started running out of stuff to do. And I had to start saying, all right, you know, I don't know how much longer I can, you know, keep you viable, you know, keep you, keep you alive here. So I just had to, I had to start cutting guys and, you know, I kept my manager. I kept, I think three people I kept out of like 15, you know, I've got my mechanic slash shop guy and I can't lose him. I got one of my managers, got to keep her. And I got one guy who's kind of, you know, who I just hired in the spring, who had turned out to be a real asset because he was, in, he was in construction and he he was tired of it. And so he was doing jet ski tours for me. And then the storm hit and all of a sudden this guy can drive a, a Bobcat and he can he know how to build this and build that. So he, I kept him on because he was a skilled laborer. So, um, you know, it was hard, you know, it was really hard, but you know, during Christmas break and I just, as of this week recently, I'm starting to bring a few of these guys back because um, we're starting to get some more bookings. And um, so, you know, that, that kind of sucked because I hate letting people down and, um, you know, I want to be able to keep them on and pay them, but, you know, it just comes to the point where the bank account just is down to zero and you're like, <laughs> man, I'm sorry. I, I can't help you, you know? So mm-hmm. I don't know. How about you, Stefan? Um, so we actually, um, I, I decided right away, I didn't want to, um, lay anybody off or force anybody to, to be laid off. So I basically just went to everybody and said, look, if you have something else, like one of my guys was working at a restaurant, kind of doing both part time. And I said, look, if they can use you and you can get, you know, you can work there full time, take it, I'll pay you. I'll, you know, I'll keep you on same as before and pay you if that's what we have to do, but it would make things easier for me if, if you can work for them. You know, I don't really need a bunch of staff right now. So, um, he did that. The other three that I had, um, stayed, uh, stayed on and, and, uh, helped out at the Marina. They were, uh, they actually, 
basically came back to work the next day before I was even back in town and they were going around trying to find our stuff, you know, like our kayaks. We, we only lost one kayak and one paddleboard out of like, I don't know, 60 or so. Um, and, uh, they, you know, it was, they were all tied together really well. And, and, you know, they basically just kind of floated up and then back down and stayed in place. But a couple the one paddleboard, one kayak disappeared. And, um, the, the others were, some of them were scattered around, but they were able to find them and get them back. And then they were just helping with, uh, you know, picking up. There's a lot of just, you know, debris everywhere. Like you saw Kevin and, and, you know, so it's just trying to get things cleaned up, get things as kind of, you know, normal looking as possible. Um, I knew that it would be a while before we'd be able to, you know, send any people out on kayaks and stuff. So their job basically became, uh, just kind of helpers around the the marina. And we, I work really closely with the marina next door to us who actually, the guy that owns that I bought this one from. And, um, so we, we kind of do everything together. So when, when the piling guys come, they're doing both of our marinas. When, you know, we have an excavator come, they do some stuff next door and some stuff on my side. They, you know, we kind of work really closely together and almost run it like one, like one property. And, um, so they help out, you know, they, he was, um, you know, there were a bunch of boats running out of, um, his marina cause he still had some docks left. Um, a bunch of the, uh, charter boats were taking people out to like Sanibel and the islands basically where they couldn't get to cause all the bridges were destroyed. So, um, right. You know, the first, uh, like three or four weeks or so after the storm, the only way to get out there was by boat. And, um, you know, so my staff was also helping with like parking people over there and stuff like that. Um, wanted to keep them on. I knew that it would be really difficult to replace them once, uh, once I let them go, try, you know, once things get back and running and I got to try and find new people, it's not easy. Yeah. You know, there's some employees that if you think how much it costs to retrain them, rehire them, it's more than if you just paid them for so many months. But in your situation, who knows when you get to operate, it could be six, seven months. And by that time you're past that threshold of the rehire and training cost. So I understand. So during the pandemic, before we knew about the PPP program or the SBA loan, we are cancellations are coming through, you know, $30,000, $40,000 a day. I kept my staff um, on for another month. And that was the biggest mistake because it was a downhill deal that we weren't coming back. I'm losing tons of money every day. And I let my emotions get the best of me because I didn't want to lose anybody. But this my, my business senses came in a little late, but they came in in time because I would have drained all the money we had in our company just by keeping my, – because my payroll is significant, you know, trip shock. So, um, yeah, they're hard decisions to make, but I think you guys did the right thing, you know, just by doing what you needed to do. But, you know, you got to remember – that there's hiring costs and there's training costs. And, you know, if you lose someone for, um, get rid of someone just to save a month's worth of that, that might not help you, you know, if you have to get them all back and or get new, all new people that know how to take care of the equipment and do things your way. That takes time. So, well, I think we're at the end and, uh, do you guys want to give like just some, some last thoughts to people that might be going through this this year? Uh, last thought for me was, it came to me like just something about uh, networking and people, you know, um, get to know your local state rep 
and make relationships with the local sheriff's department, whoever patrols your area. Because when the shit hit the fan the next day, if they didn't know who we were, they would have never let us through like the checkpoint. There was a huge checkpoint because of all the looting going on because our beach is all million dollar mansions. So people were getting turned away if you didn't have the proper paperwork and we wanted to get right to work. And we got, you know, I bought a Bobcat a few years ago and we got that Bobcat into our location the very next day before they started stopping everything. All the homeowners were pissed. They couldn't get any equipment in because <laughs> we knew the cops. We were we've been friends with these guys for years. We always let them and their families use our equipment for free. We, you know, they help us out when we have a problem with customers on our property. So make sure you're networking with like local law enforcement and politicians because it's all who you know in these situations. They don't, you know, if you don't know anybody, you're screwed. I mean, I don't care how much you know. You got to know people. So that was my last thought on that. I agree with that. I agree with that. I mean, that's that's really important. I think, you know, having so having a, a plan in place, kind of a, a worst case scenario plan, and and also just being ready p- to pivot. I mean, you just, you know, when when something like this happens, you, it's not business as usual. It won't be business as usual for a while. So in the meantime, you got to figure out what what else can I do to, you know, to get some revenue going. What you know, just come up with other other ideas. And if you have stuff already in the pipeline, um, you know, you're you're ahead of the game a little. So in big picture, look at the big picture. Like there, I had a lot, a couple down days where I was just focused in on losing money and not making anything and what am I going to do and poor me had a couple poor me days in there and then I snapped out of that and go hey look at the big picture if you knew that in a 10-year stretch you were going to have one year that was absolute shit would you still do what you're doing and yeah absolutely it's worth hanging on it's worth it's worth you know waiting for that business to come back. It's too good to not. So I just try to keep that positive perspective. Stay, stay optimistic. It, some days are harder than others, but that that's what kept me going. And and there was a lot of satisfaction in doing blue collar, hard ass work. You know, I talked to Kevin one day after shoveling mm-hmm. sand and putting a fence up and he's like, man, don't you feel good? Like you got something done today. I'm like, damn right. <laughs> it, was, it was awesome. And yeah, it my was kids, actually my a little feel great every day, Kev. Like every day, I'm like, you're gonna feel so good when you clean up that dog shit, man. Like it's, I sell them all day long. I'm like, bro, I'm mowing the lawn, taking out the trash. You're gonna feel like good in your heart. My teenager's like, yeah, I still, I don't feel like the same way you did when you were sitting on the couch drinking coffee, watching me do that. I'm like, it's, it's a different, same, right. same, but different. You know what I mean? Oh, nah, it's yeah, good, it's man. That, that's good. And you get them workers muscles, man. You get them, you know, you get the veins <laughs> popping on your wrist and you're like, yeah, man. Then like, then you really appreciate going back to drinking your coffee and, and telling people what to do, you know? But Yeah. I had yeah. My, my back brace on and my knee brace and my, <laughs> you know, <laughs> old man gear. It's like dragging jet skis around for 25 years. Oh my God. Well, geez, Greg, uh, I hope you can edit my whole like middle section where I thought it was the end of the podcast. I didn't realize that we had like a whole nother portion of it. So hopefully you can get that to the end because that was like, I feel like I had a great <laughs> ending there. And, uh, and then I didn't realize like I missed like one third of the podcast. So I'm, I'm slipping, man. I'm dropping. No, the you're ball good. Here. No, we're, we're at time. Well, um, yeah. So w- let's continue the conversation in, in the Facebook group, Water Sport and Boat Tour Operators. Get in there, join it, and yeah, ask questions for these guys. I mean, they're here f- for for y'all. They they uh, went through something that they can probably share and help you through because it's going to happen to to us this year. It's going to happen to somebody. So that's it. As always, 
Keep it awkward. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you haven't done so already, please take a moment to subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcasting platform. And if you have further thoughts, questions, or comments about this episode, head to our Facebook group, Water Sport and Boat Tour Operators, to continue the conversation. See you next time.